Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right. We are the new definition of color commentary. I am Jerry Brooks, your host, the baby-faced assassin of conservatism, fighting for free speech, freedom of thought, because groupthink just doesn't work here. You can contact us uh, via email at our email address, which is in black and right at gmail.com. You can also check out our website, which has gotten quite a bit of play uh, in the last about a week and a half or so, uh, in blackandright.net. We have added some new things to our special report section on the war on kids and families. And I'll be getting into a little bit of that uh, probably in a video. Uh, episode here over the weekend, but it is WTF Friday. Yes, it is WTF Friday, and oh my goodness, this is going to be an interesting one. Uh, certainly, one of the big things that just kind of makes me go WTF is the continuing saga between Elon Musk and Twitter. Now, as many of you know, Elon Musk is just recently acquired about 10% of Twitter ownership and Twitter stock, but now he's just going all in. He wants to buy the entire company, 100% lock, stock, and barrel. And he's already made a takeover uh, bid of $43 billion for the whole shebang. Now, unfortunately, uh, the take, that takeover bid failed, and now, uh, and of course, Twitter tried to offer him a seat on the board of directors, which uh, Musk refused, which led to his attempt to buy the company outright in a hostile takeover. But now, uh, at a recent TED Talk in Vancouver, British Columbia, uh, Elon has hinted that he has a plan B if his Twitter takeover bid was unsuccessful. So I'm thinking, hmm, this could get interesting in a big hurry. Because what is that plan B? Who knows? But I have no reason to doubt him. The, it's not like Elon Musk has no money. Trust me, he does. He's got plenty of it. So that's not an issue. And Twitter has made it quite clear that they want to be the, they want to maintain their persona of being the great arbiters of what's in, what's misinformation and continue to push every single solitary stinking false narrative out there into the social media world. Now, it's already bad enough that before Musk bought his original about 10% of the company, uh, the stock price stunk. 
It just stunk. So here com along comes Elon Musk, arguably one of the world's richest men. And so here he is. He says, okay, I'll buy a bunch of it. The stock price goes up when people hear about it. So now he wants to buy the whole thing. 100% lock, stock, and barrel. <coughs> hey, excuse me. And now the entire social media universe is in full-on freakout mode, especially the employees of Twitter. These millennial midget, mental midgets and their skulls full of whatever are just absolutely going, ah, they're freaking out. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And it's going to be interesting to see what Elon Musk's next move is. What is he going to do to acquire Twitter? Because he's already talked about the his acquisition of Twitter will give him an opportunity to unlock the potential for free speech, which are two words that any social media type will absolutely freak out over. They will have more cows, enough, they will actually have enough cows to start several dairy farms to drive the price of milk and dairy products to all-time lows because there's going to be so much of it. And Twitter employees are absolutely freaking out in their parents' basements wondering, oh no, what is he going to do? What is he going to do? We can't have free speech. We can't have free speech. We have to control the narrative. And that's exactly why Elon Musk is doing what he's doing. And I'm saying, hey, go get him, Elon. Make these people absolutely scared out of their wits, enough to the point where they just might have uh, a biological accident uh, in their pants. Because they need to be scared. They need to know they are not all that and a bag of chips. The chips are stale, they are not the center of the universe, and that's exactly what makes people like that who are into censorship, who are into control, absolutely just go bonkers and probably pop a few blood vessels, which I do not wish upon anyone, but if it happens, I won't be the least bit surprised I certainly won't, but this thing is far from over. It's totally far from over. And, you know, this is, again, as I believe I said on uh, yesterday's episode, stay tuned because this is just the first volley in a war that's going to get real interesting real fast. I mean, you want to talk about reality TV? Well, you got it right here between Elon Musk and Twitter because this is a game changer, a major league game changer. If somehow Elon Musk can pull this off, it is going to absolutely send shockwaves for months, if not maybe even years to come for the social media world. And should uh, Elon win the battle and the war, I wonder 
how long it's going to take for him maybe to uh, reestablish a certain gentleman by the name of Donald J. Trump onto the platform. And I guarantee you, if that happens, there will be a mass exodus and resignations from Twitter. They will absolutely freak out. Absolute freak out. And it couldn't happen to a nicer bunch of authoritarians. It really couldn't. So, um, whew. This, this one actually has me interested to see, okay, what's the next move? What's the next move? I mean, it, it kind of has the feeling of appointment television for me. But, again, we don't know what uh, Elon's next move is. But I'm really curious. Even though there are some things about Elon. I mean, as a futurist, he's an engineer. I mean, brilliant guy. You don't make his kind of money by being a dipstick. You just don't. It's, you don't it doesn't happen on a fluke. But... In this case, I'm really rooting for Elon. I'm rooting for him big time. I mean, it, it's kind of ironic that a man who was born in South Africa is coming to help save American free speech. It's, it's kind of weird, but hey, what can you do, folks? What can you do? Oh, mercy. So let's take a look here what's going on in sort of the... The fun universe of Joe Biden's America. Oh, yeah. Well, here's one. <coughs> Here, score one for the good guys. Score one for those who actually care about election integrity. Now, yesterday I did a report on the story from the Epic Times that Mark Zuckerberg... Uh, has ended his controversial grant program to election offices after he spent that 400 plus million dollars uh, to essentially buy the election and now you also have states that have uh, Florida being one of them taking the lead on banning Zuckerbucks no Zuckerbucks in Florida, none in Mississippi, and probably, and I don't know how many other states, but they've picked up on this. But now the state of Pennsylvania, which is one of the states that is, uh, and has been hotly contested, the Pennsylvania State Senate uh, yesterday, or at least sometime this week, voted to end ballot drop boxes. Ooh, that's rather interesting. Uh, it was reported uh, in the Epic Times today that the Pennsylvania State Senate approved legislation preventing further use of future use of unsecured ballot drop boxes. It was on a party line vote, 29 to 20, and Republicans have the majority in the State House and in the State Senate. Now, the measure came after evidence of fraudulent voting methods in Pennsylvania's uh, October 2021 general election. Well, yay happy. Woohoo! Now if we can get some other things going in Pennsylvania. I mean, fortunately, they've mail-in voting is done in Pennsylvania. Uh, the courts had to get involved with that. Now, drop ballot drop boxes are ending, at least by a vote of the state senate, and I'm sure it will pass uh, the Pennsylvania House. 
Now, of course, Governor Wolf will, of course, veto it, being a good Democrat, because, hey, if you don't have double standards as a Democrat, you have no standards at all. And with the midterms coming up and the expected uh, red wave that's coming, not just on the federal level, I would dare say, but on the state level as well, because there's a lot of governor's races that are going to be decided as well. Uh, state legislative seats, the whole bit, all the way down to probably dog catcher. But there's a lot of school board races too that are coming, I believe, this spring uh, as well. So it's going to be real interesting to see what happens in Pennsylvania. Uh, and now that we have uh, this legislation going on, and plus also, and for those who still are holding on to the antiquated notion that, oh, well, voter integrity, well, we need to move beyond that. And I'm talking Republicans and Democrats. It's obvious you are out of touch, you're not paying attention, and if you're in a primary that's contested, uh, you just might have slit your own political throat because people do care about election integrity whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not. And there have been poll after poll, survey after survey that proves it. Not just Republicans, but Democrats and independents as well. And if you want to talk about things of integrity, why are so many Democrats right now scared out of their wits about Title 42 going the way of the dinosaur, especially in the in border states like Arizona and Texas? Hmm. Well, yeah. I'll tell you exactly why because it's a it's a political career killer. It's that's exactly what it is. And especially right now in a recent poll it absolutely blows my mind how many, how they're really screwing up the Hispanic vote. It really is. Hispanic support for Democrats is hemorrhaging worse than even I thought. And that's saying something because in states like Arizona, and New Mexico and Nevada and especially the Rio Grande Valley in Texas recent poll came out only 23 percent of Hispanics are supporting Democrats 23 percent that is mind-boggling if you understand how Democrats look at Hispanics it is a mind-blower that should not have happened now, black folks are a little slower coming to the realization that they're being played like a Stradivarius, sad to say, but they are starting to get it. Slow, but they're getting it. Now, 23% Hispanic support means bloodbath, political bloodbath. And especially in states like Arizona that have Democrat senators who one of them is up for re-election and that would be mark kelly 
Now, having lived in Arizona myself and having a lot of friends, a lot of friends there who are Hispanic, I'm thinking, uh, no wonder they're really getting jittery about Title 42. Title 42 would be pretty much the end of any Democrat's career, especially in the Southwest. Oh, man, oh, man. I mean, it's even crazier. Uh, having lived in Nevada, I just received a, a message from a friend of mine who lives in Reno, Nevada, up there by Lake Tahoe, that city and, city and state employees were required required to go to a meeting that had that featured Nevada Senator uh, Cortez Masto, Cortez Masto, who's up for re-election. Now I'm thinking to myself, requiring government employees to go to see a senator who's up for re-election and pretty much is going to get absolutely creamed if Title 42 goes bye-bye? Ooh, that, ladies and gentlemen, is called a sign of desperation. Major sign of desperation. So, yeah. So, you've got issues for Democrats. Election integrity, uh, the invasion that is forthcoming across the southern border. And I can tell you already, in the Rio Grande Valley, down there in South Texas, they're already done. They're done with the Democrats. They're totally done. Unless you have some real psycho loudmouth who pretty much drank the Kool-Aid and said, oh, and thinks that, you know, everything Democrat is just wonderful and the border is secured. And, and I'm thinking it's either some type of hallucinogen or a really bad mind control job because the border is a mess. People already down there in these Hispanic communities along the border, they're already ticked off. They're done. And now if they see Title 42 go away, it's going to be infinitely worse, a hundred times worse than what they're dealing with right now. So trust me, watch what's going on with Democrats and Title 42. That's one of those, keep your eye, because if the Biden administration lets it go on May 23rd as scheduled, I promise you folks, you're gonna see Invasion USA. You won't see it from the mainstream media. I promise you that. They're not gonna show you jack, but you, you, it will happen. It absolutely will happen. You just might have to find it somewhere else, but I promise you, it is going to happen. No ifs, no ands, or buts. It just depends on how bad. And I hate to sound like that, but reality cannot be wished away. It can't. And the Border Patrol is talking about it. ICE is talking about it local law enforcement along the borders talking about it they're doing the best they can to prepare for this craziness 
They, and they admit they're just going to be overwhelmed. There's no help from the federal government at all. The Biden administration will not do its job at all, except try to put the happy face on everything. Oh, it's so wonderful. Isn't, bo isn't the border great? And yet people down there who live that nightmare every stinking day have an entirely different story and it will never be told by the corporate legacy media, ever. Oh, and so this is another one of those, stay tuned sports fans, it's gonna be one heck of a summer, for sure. But to end today's program, it's Good Friday, and I wanna wish all my Christian friends, happy Good Friday. Now, some people might think Good Friday is a bit of a misnomer because there isn't that the day that Jesus died? And it is. It's the day where Christians around the world celebrate something that was supposed to be a sad day, but it eventually turned into a very happy day because three days later after Jesus went through some of the most heinous and horrific torture because Roman crucifixion was not neat and tidy nails in his hands nails in his feet the pain was so excruciating it, I mean it's it was indescribable the torture he went through but he knew that he had to go through that sacrifice because it wasn't about him. It was about us, humanity, for all time. Because Jesus was the sacrificial lamb who made it possible for the remission of sins, not just once, but for all time and he was willing to endure all of that pain and he could have left that cross at any time any time but he didn't and so now because of what he did we as humanity have a, the free gift of salvation we have a the golden opportunity to have relationship with Father God because of what Jesus did once and for all. And it's still available today. And that is very good news because on Sunday, we celebrate Easter or Resurrection Day in some cases because once he did that, once he rose out of that tomb that he only borrowed for three days, it was the absolute proof that he was who he said he was. He conquered death. He conquered hell. He conquered the grave itself. And that is a great day, and it's to give hope. Amazing indescribable hope for all of us that 
when the time comes for us to go, that we can have relationship and be with God forever in his paradise in heaven and not have to worry about things like disease, war, poverty. None of that will exist. And all it takes is simply believing who he is, believing who he said he was, and confessing it openly and believing it. Now that, folks, is a pretty good deal <laughs> if you've ever had an exchange. And I did that um, over 40 years ago. And it, ain't, it has not been easy. I, I, I won't lie to you in that sense. But do I think it was worth it? Absolutely. Without a doubt in my mind. And I've had all kinds of blessings because of it. So on this Good Friday, even though it's normally WTF Friday, but I wanted to end on a positive note. So if you're having Good Friday services, if you're getting ready for Easter weekend, I say have yourselves a great one. Let it be filled with blessings, filled with hope, and let it bring peace to you right now in a world that needs it more than it could possibly imagine, and now more than ever. So with that in mind, my friends, I thank you for listening. Thank you for so much. Thank you for your support. Check out inblackandright.net for all sorts of things that are coming down the pipe this spring and summer. And as I always say, patriots come in all colors. God bless you.